almost time for me to show the world what I've really been working on. But I can't do it alone. No. I'm gonna need the help of all my fireflies. So, who's with me? <laughs> oh, that just warms my soul. But don't worry, there's still a lot of darkness in this old noggin. But this time it's different. This time, I learned how to harness it, how to control it. So what do you say? You want to see my secret? gentlemen hello and welcome to another edition of just what the internet needed more of that's right it's a wrestling podcast it's another wrestling podcast it is called top marks another wrestling podcast called top marks my name is justin morissette and with me once again as always is the janitor himself he's cleaning up the messes of the masses Josh Custodio! Justin, you know I love doing the show, but I must open it with three words this week. Three words that are on a negative note. Three words that do not get across the the, the uplifting wrestling content that we try to provide here on Top Marks. But I, I just have to say it right off the top. The messaging has to be clear. JMO, do you mind if I say these three words? Please say them. I would love it if you did. Fuck Lars Sullivan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Can we just... We'll get into all the opening in a minute here, but can mm. we just spend two minutes talking about Lars Sullivan? I would love it, yes. Because this, this seems to... They think that this is just going to go away. That's what they think. That, that you know, internet outrage culture will get mad about something for one day, and then there will be something else that will come along tomorrow. Donald Trump will say something cruel and unusual, <laughs> and we'll all be like, oh, the president's a weirdo. Look we'll, at the Cheeto in chief. And we'll forget about whatever controversy we were mad about the day before. I mean, certainly Donald Trump relies on that. He absolutely does. He's like, all the guy does is create fires to <laughs> make you forget about the other ones, he said. <laughs> the so, volume uh, increased past 10 so, long ago. You know, WWE is very similar to that mm -hmm. in that there's almost always something to be mad about. And that they, they they feel like they owe us nothing as their audience, despite the fact that they are completely reliant on us to uh, make <laughs> yeah, the money that they make. That's the part. For, for those of you who may have missed it, the Lars Sullivan, or as I call him, the white supremacist, uh, now, was... this is... This started a long time ago. Yeah, this that's right. This has been known for, uh, like, almost since he was, you know, first making a splash in NXT yep. a year longer, longer than a year ago. We saw him at the NXT house show. Mm -hmm. Bobby Roode was the NXT champion at that house show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, that's got to right. be, like, two years ago. Yeah. Wow, the time flies. Uh, so, like you say, there had been rumors and postings that basically Lars Sullivan was a very 
online racist on a bodybuilding forum yeah on this bodybuilding forum openly talking about i don't want to repeat the ideas here but you can imagine the things a white supremacist extreme racist would be posting on a bodybuilding forum about Mm -hmm. all of those things wwe comes out this week and says we find lars sullivan a hundred thousand dollars and we've put him in sensitivity training now they'd already like put word out to big dave oh had they Meltzer, not batista okay uh <laughs> i got a feeling dave batista would handle this situation I, very differently I, I think so too <laughs> i think just he might thoughts. come out of retirement for one more match <laughs> i'm thinking that might work the, the stiffest style he's ever worked in his life if you know what i'm saying i there, do bud. i do but, bud but but Meltzer had a report a couple weeks ago that was like uh, well, he apologized to us about it, and we f- sent his apology onward to the rest of the ring crew and you know all of our ring talent. Great. So, so everybody's fine with it, uh-huh. even though Biggie is openly burying him on Twitter. It, Biggie, well, we got to talk about Biggie's Twitter later, but yes. go on about Lars Sullivan. Well, I, I just wanted to say that, uh, and and listener of the show Andrew Del Bar pointed this out. It's a tremendous point. All of this hullabaloo about Leo Rush backstage, mm-hmm. and yet sensitive. First of all, who in the WWE is teaching sensitivity training. One, okay, like let's Vince, let's get Vince. Is the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you can't post things like that. You just gotta think them. I mean, it's the whole thing. I just want to make it very clear. I will never, and I think I speak for you too here, JMO. I do not want to cheer for Lars Sullivan. I am not willing to forgive Lars Sullivan for these things. I don't find this is an entertainment property mm. for me. Wrestling, it is somewhere for me to escape. I don't. I, I'm not interested in a guy this evil who, if you come out and at least you say you apologize, some sort of something that can make me believe you don't believe these things anymore yeah. radio silence from Lars Sullivan yeah. disgusting and if and if he thinks and he he blocks people on Twitter left and constantly. right constantly he is a very fragile little snowflake I'm gonna go get blocked you. by him on Twitter after this yeah, I would love it if you did bud <laughs> but like maybe he thinks that from a PR standpoint you draw extra attention to it if you make a statement sure at the same time though this is a business that is entirely predicated on audience reactions mm-hmm. good and point I, and I know that you and I and people who listen to this show you gotta be pretty tapped in to even know this show exists <laughs> yeah. never mind <laughs> want to seek out this level of wrestling content but like the reactions that he's getting, he, he's not going to get them. Like, I don't, I'm not, I have no reaction to Lars Sullivan. I don't even want to boo him. No. Because booing gets him over as a monster heel. It, it, the best thing you can do if you dislike this guy personally, on a personal level, as much as I do, is just be dead silent. And that's going to, like, I don't think, I don't think I'm like. Rallying the people for a movement of giving Lars Sullivan no reactions. I think that's the natural reaction is to be repulsed by this guy and yeah. and just be silent and feel icky about the whole thing. How could you not feel icky about the whole thing? This guy is these are hateful. Like I'm not talking about this guy on Xbox Live said something racist yeah. when he was 13, which is bad, but at least like if he would come out and just own that. It's a not a quote unquote heated gamer moment. No. It is like full on Nazi level shit. These are deeply held beliefs to him obviously, given the fact that there's hundreds of these posts just spewing true evil shit. I think it's disgusting that WWE is keeping him employed. I do not, I will not find any joy in his matches. And like you say, JMO, no reaction or changing the channel is how it feels for me. Gross. Yeah. Like if you, if we're, we're going to, uh, we might be going to 
stomping grounds. You down. and Colin are giving me the hard sell. Yeah, There's no doubt. Yeah. You've 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 uh, made a couple other commitments lately. You're going to UFC in Edmonton this summer, so and also ballroom brawl. But also, what are we doing, JMO? We're going to NXT Takeover Toronto in August, baby. We bought our tickets this morning. We are on the floor next to the ramp. You might even see us on the broadcast. Unbelievable, man. So hope to see if any of you hashtag good friends are out there. Also planning on being in Toronto. Our uh, Patreon group chat is sort of putting together a night for drinks. Yeah, something to that extent. There's a huge number of people in the group chat who are going to be there. Which is tremendous. And again, JMO, if you want to join that group chat, you can always head on over to patreon.com slash topmarks. So $5 in the hat. And JMO, wh- how would you describe this group chat? What, what would you say this $5 is getting you into? I would say that uh, I, I get a lot of uh, uh, self-esteem boosts uh, <laughs> off the chat. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot of handsome men posting yeah. photos and telling each other how good looking That's they are. absolutely true. But it's also a lot of in-depth, intelligent wrestling chat. Ta- Chatter. Chatter. Talk. It's, I couldn't pick between chat and talk. So and what so did you I go with? <laughs> it's a good word. Yep, great. Everyone loves to say it. It's great wrestling talk, not just with us, but with all the good friends in there. Yep. And more than that, lately, so this is a new thing. This yep. started with WrestleMania. It's unbelievable, though. It's really incredible. We are competing in a pick'em challenge where you are uh, fighting to be the top marks champion, show your 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 uh, galaxy brain knowledge of the one true sport by picking as many proper results as you can from every WWE pay per view. Now, if you are the champion, and yes. I, uh, who is our champion right now? I oh geez, is it We're, Scoots or Matt? I thought it was Scoots, but what happens? Th- but they're in the they are in the title match. Yeah, this it's month. Scoots versus Matt. I think. Yes. For, for, I, I can't remember which one of them oh, is the champion. I feel silly about that. Go- we are the amount of shit we are going to take for this. But whoever uh, of the two of them, they are in a one-on-one pick'em challenge. The rest of the field is competing against each other to become next month's number one contender, where you will be picking Stomping Ground, and I hope you pick Stomping Ground and come yeah. down with me there. Josh, when we uh, get the opportunity to perhaps go see it, because I know you're on the fence now, <laughs> given all these events you're going to. Listen, man, the wallet isn't unlimited. But but uh, so it's a pick'em challenge, and it's a, it's competitive, and it's super fun. And what is this month's pick'em challenge called, Josh? Talent, JMO. Not money in the bank. As in true good friends fashion, this month the hashtag good friends in the top marks Patreon chat are competing in pepperoni in the bag. In the bag, no less. Who pepperoni needs the bag? In the bag. We don't like the banks. We're not corporate. We're anti-authoritarian here on uh, top marks. We're anti-corporate, so there's no bank here. Yeah, it's we love pepperoni in the bag. Fraby. That's how you say that. The Fraby. Right? Fraby. Yeah, my buddy Reed used to work there. Yeah. there you well, go. when I stick them in my pocket and walk out of the store, I call them freebies. If Whoa! You know come on, stealing pepperonis, but. <laughs> You do not need to do that. No theft here. Just head to patreon.com slash top marks. Yeah, $5 in the hat so I don't have to steal the pepperonis yeah, is what I'm on. saying. Uh, and DM me on Twitter, J0SHC, and I'll add you to the Patreon group. Justin, uh, so much in the world of wrestling this week. Yeah, but, you know, you're, you're bang on correct. We got we to gotta no-sell this guy. It's I don't want to, um, you know make too big of a draw too big of a thing on it nope but but at the same time it's just like what are they doing there are other big men you have right now yeah i can't court moore is that his wwe name stokely hathaway is managing not one but two giants down in nxt right now big stoke you have uh, guys coming you're you're almost wasting braun Strowman at this point i mean jim i feel like the discussion just doesn't even have to go that far i i it it doesn't it's not oh well he is a big man 
This guy is a white supremacist is, on television. He's an evil person, and he adds nothing to the product is what I'm trying to say. I but fully agree. We, we did talk about it right there. Let's talk about it some more. Big E's Twitter. Wow, day. yeah. This is something that we missed out not doing a show last week because, well, there was really nothing on the TV to talk about last week, and our show came out a little later than usual. Correct. So, uh, you know, why, why bother? I think it may become practice for us on these the time in between pay-per-views take one week off in between the pay-per-views we'll see how yeah, that plays out yeah. it depends how many weeks there are i also just need to get better at posting the show on the day that we record it <laughs> so let's degree. see how i can do that but uh yeah let's talk about biggie but because there was nothing to talk about from the television last week very we'll, little. we'll get there in a second the wild card challenge was introduced and it was so disappointing to me right off the bat yeah I was so excited. I had the night off. I had a rare Monday off. And I you know, had some chores to take care of around town and around the house. But I was excited to watch Raw because there was word that this is going to be a big Raw. There's yeah, think, a big yeah. announcement coming. And spoiler alert, someone's backstage. You can click this link to find out who. <laughs> it was Daniel Bryan. That's who so, it was. So, you know, a lot of cause for me to be fired up to watch Raw that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it starts. I'm out... Just slurping down some ramen. Yep. I rush home. Mike Noble is here, roommate of the show. He's got it on. He's streaming it live. That's a rarity for him. I walk in the door. Raw's been on for maybe 15 minutes. I say, Mike, what did I miss? He explains the (laughs) wild card rule to me, and I immediately left the room, went into my bedroom, and did not return to watch any single part of that show. It turned me off so badly. I mean, the wild card rule sucks. I mean, we, we did talk about this on two weeks ago, didn't we? Um, it hadn't happened yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, in short, I mean, what hasn't been said about the wild card? It's it's utterly convoluted. They don't seem to be holding to their own rules. It has decreased my ability in SmackDown. But I thought the TV was pretty good this week. Yeah. Well, the thing that, you know, the takeaway from last week, which has been disproven somewhat this past week, because you're right, both Raw and SmackDown very watchable shows this yep. week in a way that they have not been for quite a while. That's raw in ages. Absolutely. That's a low bar to clear. But, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it was, yes, it was an entertaining show for sure. Um, the, the number one takeaway that I had last week is that there's no reason to watch the TV when all of mm. the entertainment is online. Yeah. All of the real stories to watch are on Twitter. And it's not just Big E, who we're going to get to in a second here. It's the man I just mentioned, Stokely Hathaway. Big Stoke. Big Stoke is tearing it up on Twitter right now. The best storyline in all of WWE (laughs) is who stole Stokely's CD player. Who did? It's my favorite thing going. What a pickup for uh, NXT Stokely is, eh? Yeah. Like, it's, I know he can He's not wrestle. even on TV right now, is he? No. Uh, no. But, he, uh, oh, did they do one backstage? They might have. I'm really not sure. Okay. But, I mean, in terms of just the online content. And yeah, I mean, just this promoting guy, house shows. And not only that, you see other wrestlers like promoting him and talking about him. Like I think he's well-liked within that locker room yeah, already. I've seen him show up in the background of TV okay. videos. Yep. Like, he'll, like, they'll do like, um, you know, an outside, one of those like, fake press conference interviews. Parking, yeah. Someone's walking in, they throw the mic in their face. Stokely will be like walking into the building behind them. Hell yeah. But I haven't seen a ton of uh, stuff from him on the actual TV. He's just, 
the most entertaining man, and he's bringing out a side of the performers that he interacts yeah. with that is so rare to see, too. The Adam Cole one that he did. So good. The best one yet. I Yeah. The Shayna Baszler one this week was really good, too. Cole was the, the best. Cole is easily the best. It ends on a note that made me laugh out loud every time I watched it, and I watched it five fucking times. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's really <laughs> genuinely funny. And, like, that is a huge boon. I would almost say... It, like, if you're going to lean into having managers again, okay, Baba Tunde, and who else is he managing right now? I only I was wondering who the other guy's name it's is. It's another big guy. I only guy. remember Baba Tunde. Um, I don't know if, the, if there's any plans to call up those guys anytime soon, but main roster television could use a character like Stokely immediately. <laughs> Tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, although that said, I am hashtag never call anybody up. I'm excited to see Stokely Hathaway on NXT. Yeah, I think yes. that's a, a winning combination. Yeah. But I do definitely know what you mean. He would add a lot to whatever whatever program he landed on. And the other side of the Twitter entertainment was Biggie openly lusting after <laughs> Becky Lynch's mother. Unbelievable. This when, when, uh, And I actually thought Becky had the best line of it, to be clear, when she said she saw a video of how flexible, the mom saw a video of how flexible Big E was, and now uh, Big E might be her stepdad. <laughs> or no, sorry, a video of him doing the splits, and now he might be her stepdad. Uh, for those of you who didn't see, Big E, like you say, J-Mo, openly hitting this, on. This carried on for almost an entire week. Yeah, days. Days for days sure. Days on end. We'll definitely look this Incredibly up. Incredibly funny. And, like, it just hammers home the idea that, like, why are you scripting these people sure. to the point of everything feeling wooden and mechanical? I know that robots aren't wooden, but you know what I, I mean. I get what you're saying, for sure. It, there's, it's lifeless. Stiff. When there are people in this company who, off the top of their heads, can give you just pure comedy. They, these people are performers. Yeah. Like You get into this business, yes, because you're an athlete and because you've trained very hard to do the things that you can do in the ring, but everybody at heart is a theater kid. It's not just the Iconics. I know I always say that about the Iconics. They have big theater kid energy. They definitely do, but like... You know, they're, they're, these people are born performers. They want to shine in front of a crowd. Yeah. Let them do it. You and I, before we were talking, or before we turned the mics on, rather, we're always talking. We are talking constantly. We were talking about... We are literally never not talking. We, we were talking about This Is Your Life. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And how impossible that segment would be to do today. Well, you could never do it. I mean, granted, we saw them try to do it with Alexa, and that just shows... We talked about it at the time. What was the big difference? That was scripted... And Rock and Mankind got to improvise in such a way that they went way over their allotted time limit. Well, not only are you super right about that, and you know, you get better at improvising the more mm. you do it, but I, I also, I really think this, that these are the moments where those people get to discover their character more as they live it out. The, the scripting, you need, it's like the difference between telling an actor, okay, here, here's how you are, and hey, here's the, the points, but find out about yourself. Like, Mick Foley was not out there, this is your life, like you say, fully scripted. He's out there being like, what would mankind do in this situation? What are my motivations? You don't get to find that out if somebody's telling you down to the letter what to do. They, you, it's hardly improvising at that And you point. can tell that they're making it up on the fly because the chirons that have been pre-prepared, like the name bars when people come yeah, out, yeah, yeah. are all wrong yeah. for, for the <laughs> names that they're actually giving people because they're just fucking making it up as Just they go exactly right and, and like that is a segment that like i mean we've heard pritchard talk about it on his podcast multiple times how long did it go over the allotted time limit probably 15 minutes that yeah, would not lot. be allowed today they would send someone out to end that segment without those guys finding the ending themselves painful you need 
this is a this is a creative process. It cannot be managed on this level. And I know we talk about this a lot, but like when you look at what a guy like uh, Stokely is doing on Twitter, when you look at what Becky and and Big E have done on Twitter, when you look even at Mustafa Ali, man, that's a great Mustafa one. Ali yeah. is a beloved babyface on SmackDown right now, but he did not have a character on 205 Live before he started doing his mm-hmm. own underdog style, like real sports. Kind of videos talking about his own story on Twitter during the last cruiserweight tournament. Let's talk about. Let's use this to transition to talking about somebody who has full control of their character, if what were the rumors are to be believed, and how it's uh, delivering. And it is. And of course, we're talking about Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse, which I thought had its banner week this week. We Mm -hmm. finally found out what Bray Wyatt's secret was, which is. uh, He's demented. (laughs) He's extremely evil. He's still a monster. Jamo, do you want to tell us what happened on Firefly Funhouse this week? Yeah, um, one of the best openings as well. Oh, yeah, because uh, you know it, we we start on the the flat, like we've talked about many times. The Firefly Funhouse is like every children's show. Children's shows are the cheapest thing to produce because mm-hmm. all you need is a painted wall and one talent member, and that's and a camera, and that's it. Yep. So we open on this painted room. You know, nothing in there really, except I do love that they keep adding things week after week. So like his haunted painting of yep. the shack burning down with Abigail inside mm-hmm. hangs on the wall every week now. That's never going away. Yep. But Bray Wyatt himself, not there. And we get camera movements searching for him be- because it's saying, you know, where am I? Where, where, where am I? I'm over here. I'm over here, yeah. And the camera is shifting in a very kind of herky-jerky, cartoonish kind of way. Very non-WWE. And just... Just even the camera movement, yeah. Josh. This is exactly what we were talking well, about. What this with is the, your thing. With the John Moxley promo last yeah. week. It is using different stylistic techniques to, like I said before, speak to you in the language of cinema. Mm-hmm. Instead of just setting up a camera and having everything at 45 degree angles facing it towards it. Like, even just that opening before we get into any of the sinister stuff, that was killer. It was so good. You finally find Bray Wyatt. He's behind the couch with Rambling Rabbit. Rambling Rabbit has a bandage over his eye from last week. <laughs> He's selling the injury, yep. which we all respect. Of course. Great yeah, worker, you, Rambling you, Rabbit. You gotta do that. Absolutely. And then he said, ah, you found me. And that, you know, ties into his old gimmick. Great There's line. all of these little ties to the old mm-hmm. gimmick. Find me, obviously, a big catchphrase for Bray. For a long time. For a, quite a long time. Uh, and then he, he t- starts talking about how it's time for him to finally reveal his secret, and he's got something to show you. And it's it's the it's the it's the spirit of of the old Bray, but yep. he's under control of it now in a new way. Yeah, just and, I want to jump in here, JMO. When it when he said I'm going to show you the secret, and it went black. Did you think that's where it was going to end? Because uh, I, I I thought that's where it was going to end this week. Uh no, because I I'd already seen photos of the mask. Oh, before okay. Before I saw the segment, then I'll just say I was so glad they didn't drag this out for another week. I thought it was the perfect time to like give give a piece of what's actually going on here. That, that all of this stuff has been building up over the last several Correct. weeks, right? 
Uh, so it builds up to Bray Wyatt uh, now speaking in devilish, backwards uh, voice. We see the gloves with the... Hate and heel. Yeah, over top of uh, his face again that have popped up in the past. Bray Wyatt looks incredible here. If you have not seen this for some reason, if you're listening to this podcast, it seems almost unbelievable to me that you didn't see Firefly Funhouse this week. But go check it out. Because even the people that aren't watching Raw or SmackDown every week are still finding time to watch Firefly Funhouse Which they on should. YouTube. Bray's costuming looks tremendous here. He looks genuinely frightening in a way that the Bray Wyatt Wyatt family character never did. This is much more aggressive than that. Uh, and in the same way that he opens the video, he closes it. But now with his new voice, he says, Yowie, wowie. I thought this was chef's kiss. I thought this was fantastic. I thought it was the best Firefly Funhouse that's happened yet. And I, I think there's a chance, folks, that Bray Wyatt is coming storming back and might become my favorite wrestler on the WWE active roster. I, this is in I play. Think so too, man. This, I am so into what's going on here. If they can make this into Mick Foley's Mankind Cactus Jack Dude Love character. And correct me if I'm wrong here, J-Mo. Wasn't there, didn't Abyss, a.k.a. Joseph Parks, sign with WWE recently? He did. He must be involved with this, right? This reeks of the Joseph Parks Abyss relationships with the characters. The super clean guy, the extreme evil monster he can unleash. I mean, th this is what the demon should be, and I don't mean to be the anti-Finn Balor guy that I am, but... But the demon is not a character. Finn Balor does not cut promos as the demon. The demon never speaks. Even just hearing the monster Bray say his... You know, cleaned up, uh, nice guy, Mr. Rogers catchphrase, yowie wowie. It, yowie wowie. It, he talks different, he moves different, he looks different. It's a different side of this same guy, exactly as it should be. I could not be more into this. Kudos to the WWE for letting this air because I did see some parents were like complaining that their kids we'll, were scared. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. Okay, more. yeah. And uh, I just think it's working. He has a new catchphrase in yowie wowie that somehow he pulls off. Uh, let me in is fantastic. And Bray the performer, just him in front of a camera with those blue eyes staring it down. He is he is conveying everything that he needs to. Kudos to everyone involved with this. Love this segment. Ryan Satin had a great uh, tweet this week what that was say? a screen grab of a Facebook post from a, an artist named Kyle Scarborough. Okay. Kyle Scarborough wrote this on Facebook with the attachment, is feeling motivated. He says, from concept to reality, this is still surreal. I'll never forget the night Bray texted me, beyond excited with this idea he has and needed my help. Needed my help. That's still very weird. He called me, and with the excitement of a child, he ran off this long list of descriptions and concepts, flooding my text messages with doodles and images. He had an idea in mind that needed help. He had the team of people to create the idea, but they didn't have the vision. I've never been more scared to take 20 ideas and details and try to create a drawing that showcased his thoughts, which, putting it mildly, are about as close to insane as the character. When I was done, his response blew me away. I was told I, quote, saved his career. Now, that's absurd, but he was in a rut, and the WWE weren't giving him the green light based on descriptions alone. My drawings were literally on the desk of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon saw my renderings to help give a visual guide for Bray's idea, and it was greenlit. Still crazy to think about. All of these vignettes on Raw built up to this and were still not done. I had no idea when it was going to a debut, mind you. Uh, so last night I'm at a Tool concert, and almost literally in the moment I find out the Blues are close to winning the hockey game, I get a text from Bray that simply read, Congrats, brother. We changed wrestling forever. I began to see messages from friends and other fans who shared okay, the Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know that we hang need on, this. Hang on, hang it's, 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 it's on. Getting, it's getting to a really good point. Um, 
one of my dreams was to go to school at Tom Savini's makeup effects studio and make and design movie monsters. Financially, I couldn't make that happen. Of course, I was a lifelong pro wrestling fan, and Bray Wyatt was legitimately one of the only faces in wrestling that excited me to tune in week after week. Now, thanks to my tattoo work catching Bray's attention, I have designed the look of the man's on-air character with the help of artists who work for Tom Savini. I still can't process all of this fully. And it's attached the concept art and the final mask. Oh, wow, it's pretty close. And I find that very moving, honestly. So that's why I shared as much of it as I did. Yeah, we better get to questions. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but no, that's amazing. I, it, is, it is amazing. And imagine being in that role. And credit to Bray for, you know, being egoless enough to, to hand part of his creative vision over to somebody. And, but also to feel so motivated by an yeah. idea that Vince is not approving but you feel in your heart is right yeah and you pursue it above all else and you don't stop until you finally get the green light from the old man that is tremendous man and he is killing it right now you're you're bang on correct i have i never gave up on bray you can you can you absolutely did not i never gave up on him he has always been someone who i have fully respected the talent of yep but i didn't even think that he could get back to where he is right now he hasn't even had a match again yet this is the most exciting thing that segment Firefly Funhouse has been good all the way this through, was. but that was the best segment WWE has put on television in years. Long time, long time, and and just it gives me the feeling that Bray's peak may be yet to come. Absolutely, because up till now it's probably like I guess Shield versus Wyatt yep. would be considered his his sort of peak. Probably. I mean, I think he can surpass that if this is handled correctly. And so far, I have every faith that it's going to be. So and and you can still do. We were talking about this earlier. You can still do the kind of lights out lights oh, up yeah. sort of reveals that you were doing with him before but this time he's in the ring cutting a promo as the friendly Mr. Rogers guy mm-hmm. lights out lights up suddenly he's the monster the mask is really affecting it's a great character oh. and yeah like we said children are frightened by this good we saw parents getting mad that how how dare you WWE mm-hmm. my child is so frightened he's having nightmares <laughs> he loves wrestling and now he's very scared of it it's good for children to be frightened by things. Yeah, they should be scared of me because I'm going to come beat them up what? if you don't like the Firefly Funhouse. But don't you agree, like, when you think back on your childhood, I feel like most of the moments and memories that still stand out to me as an adult are the times that movies genuinely frightened me. I don't know about, like, stands out most of all of my childhood, but, yeah, I think it's extremely it's fine. A, it's a very I memorable... I was scared shitless of Kane. Like, that's a, fine. It's a very memorable emotion. Like, Roald Dahl's Witches, that movie... Yeah, sure. Frightened yeah, the fuck out of me. That's very fair. That's a scary movie. I saw uh, Night of the Living Dead on television when I was, like... Eight years old. It frightened the fuck out of me. These things stay with you because excitement and fear are inexorably linked. They are very, very closely related. It's the same reason you go on a roller coaster or you walk through a haunted house and you're shrieking, but you're also laughing the entire time because being scared is fun. Not only this, this woman we saw complaining that the one that Bray replied to with a hilarious gif that just said, let him watch. Which said his kid was nine. Yeah. Nine? You're scared? Come on. I, I'd I seen, can imagine being scared of Bray Wyatt at nine years I'd old. I'd seen snuff films by nine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> nine? I was on the other side of puberty at nine, Jay. My hair was already gray. Nine? <laughs> You're scared of Bray Wyatt? Grow up, kid. <laughs> you don't want to be a loser in this world. Now, the other guy who has creative control, Josh, also had himself a hell of a week this Who's week. Who's this? 
That is Mr. Samuel Zane. Oh. Well, apparently, these are Vince's, like, word-for-word promos. Really? That's what the, I mean, this is your territory, the, the cage side rumor roundup said, that these are Vince's words coming out of Sammy's mouth. Because uh, there was a note in the Observer today that Sammy, his character, is all him. Well, I mean, how could it possibly be that the Observer, the rumor roundup, might have conflicting <laughs> information? This doesn't make any sense. Well, there was something else in the Observer today yeah, that was that? posted. It came out last night, and of course, uh, there's a, a gentleman, Mike. Michael, you might know him as Coca-Cola LLC, oh, who writes into the show course, all the time. Of course, the great he, Michael. He posts Jay highlights from the Observer in the, yep. in the Patreon chat. One of the things that caught my eye, obviously Triple H very upset uh, about the way things are going right now, but he's not upset that Vince is close-minded. It's not what we all suspect, that this is one man and, and just his vision alone as he becomes in, increasingly deranged and unhinged in his old age. It's not that he's close-minded, it's that he's too open-minded. And he's oh. taking suggestions from everyone, which means that the the objection, the objective that they have for storylines when they start them, and what they are left with when they get towards the finish line, are completely obscured. Like entirely he different. He can't stay on vision. It's not the fact that this is one man. It's that there are too many cooks. That actually makes way more sense if you think about it. Right? I mean, I bet it's a mix like anything else that sometimes he is just hard-headed and closed, but it does make sense that it's a too many cooks situation because what reflects that better than Raw where it seems like things are constantly in flux? Who's there? Who's not? What mm-hmm. the story is? What the feud is? Not the clearest. Jamie, we need to jump into our Money in the Bank preview. We do. Sammy was so good, though, and we're going to oh. talk about him because he beat Bray. He did the one thing that Braun. I never Braun. thought. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he beat Braun, which uh, the one thing I never thought we'd get to see in this version of this feud because this is the third time we've gotten Braun versus Sammy. That's so insane. And I've been pissed off every time that they have just dummied Sammy Zayn. It does Pretty suck. much every time. But he finally did it. He pinned him. He took his spot in Money in the Bank. And honestly... If he won the men's match, I Please. think that would be real fun. Who who deserves it more than Sammy right now? Andra- Andrade would be very good, too. Andrade would obviously be good. I don't think he would get mileage. Well, with the Zelina, uh, yeah, okay. One of those two guys. I was about to say. Like, They're the might, only two for me. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Zayn might not get the mileage, but Zelina with the briefcase. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, maybe maybe that is even the better choice. But one of those two, I absolutely agree. Let's jump into that match, JMO. The Money in the Bank, which, of course, as everybody knows, gives you the right to check cash in for any title you want for the course of uh, 365 days if you win. The Money in the Bank ladder match. And here are our competitors this year. It's the after the previously mentioned Sami Zayn versus Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin versus Ali versus Finn Balor versus Andrade versus Randy Orton. Ali and Ricochet are going to be so fun in this match. Who takes the worst bump of the two of them? Oh, I think Andrade might honestly really? be in that mix too as far as taking an awful bump. Sure. But... Oh, yeah, I, would, I might go with Ricochet because I feel like he's got a lot to prove put on the main d- roster right now. Put me down for Ricochet, too. You think him and you think a ladder and you think something's got to go S- down, something right? Something bad, yeah. I don't po- uh, put him, you know, position him as the winner here, but I could see him having, like, spot of the he, match yeah, if you like. He's going to be the, the the show stealer, but he's not going to leave with the with the briefcase. That's sure. how I feel, too. I'm really excited about this match. This whole card yeah, is good, man. Th- there's a lot to be excited about. We've been talking about this all month long that even though the TV is bad, and look, there was a lot to like on the TV this week. But Uh, it has been, we're in a weak spot, I agree. Yeah, like the the builds towards these matches, like Seth and AJ, we'll get there in a bit. Yeah, Roman Elias. Yeah. 
They're the, the whatever, you know. But this match is going to be dynamite. Like, look at the guys Stupendous. that we just listed off. Sami Zayn is not even someone that we've talked about yet as some as far as like taking a big spot in the match. You know, he's going to do something oh. crazy, yeah, or certainly is capable of a it. ladder war with Sami Zayn in it. <laughs> Get out of here. He probably just gets PTSD seeing them. <laughs> they had to like they had to triple his pain and like shaking it. every like, time. <sighs> has flashbacks to Ladder War Four, he, going through the two back of trial. It's like driver. renovating his apartment. And he walks in, and the guy's on a ladder. He just starts <laughs> shaking. He's the just only guy on earth who would rather go under the ladder. He does not think it's bad luck. Everything like zooms in on his eyes. He starts hearing like Vietnam noises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a very slowed down version of his theme starts with like, just extremely sad. I could not be. I am so stoked for this match. I put, you know what? Put me down for Sami Zayn winning this match. I feel like he has the momentum. I feel like he deserves it. He's had pro. Promo after promo after promo, four weeks in a row where he's been a real highlight. Put me down for Sami Zayn. Who are you picking? Before I pick a winner, can I just say one thing? You're hoping for Baron Corbin. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Give him another chance. No, it. I, I, I know there's a lot of people who are saying they've really killed off the hype of Money in the Bank, the way that they've handled well, it over the last I don't several agree years. With that. I, I think that that is there's some truth to that. Braun was a mistake. Oh, Cor- yes. Corbin was a mistake, and the way that they even handled the women's ones, Carmella was super fun. Yeah. Alexa cashing in night of, probably not the best move, um, especially given everything that came after that. Anyways, regardless, the fact that they have bobbled it the last couple of years is almost good because the reason that they did those instant cash-ins is when you come off a year where someone like Seth has the briefcase for the entire year. Yeah. That has consumed so much of your programming for the entire year that you need an instant cash in. That's interesting. And you need to get rid of it early so that people forget about these things so that you can prime us for a situation like this where whether it's Sami Zayn, whether it's Andrade, I could see either of those guys holding the case for the next 10 months. And would not complain about it. No, I would love it. I would love it. It would be terrific. Uh so I'm going to go – I would love it to be Zayn, but I'm just going to take the other side of our coin here yeah. and go with Andrade. Uh, to be clear, no complaints with either of those. It just makes sense for a heel to have the briefcase. It's a, it's a natural heel gimmick. Yep. And, yeah, like you said, with Zelina, Andrade, they really believe in him. They're making him take uh, English tutoring so that his oh, talking really? gets better right now. Charlotte's probably happy about that. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's such a funny relationship given he can barely speak. Who's the odder couple, Andrade, Charlotte, or Zelina, Alistair Black? Andrade, Charlotte is like – Fully based on physical attraction, they can't <laughs> even talk to each other. They just have wild sex. Okay, let's come on. Let, let, let's just say it how it is. That that's the porn world I had to see. I mean, are you telling me that those two aren't having absolute home run over athletic sex? I mean, I bet you uh, if you add together all the sex I had in my life, it's not as good as one time Dude, of Charlotte and Andrade. Look at the way she does the figure eight. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like just look at it. I, I have an idea. They're they're they double moon salt. They both hit their moon salt into. Yeah, they do. Uh, a Spanish fly <laughs> yeah. coitus. Have they ever had sex for under 90 <laughs> minutes, do you think? Do you think it's ever happened? Oh. Quickie, the only word he will never learn is quickie. <laughs> I mean, Andrade, talk about two studs in Charlotte and Andrade. Uh, oh, my God. You yeah. love to see it. Yeah, I'm taking Andrade here. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah, yeah. but Sammy's not a bad pick either. Absolutely not, JMO. You know, here, here's one where maybe there could be a bad pick, but I don't think they're going to go that way, JMO, as the women's... Raw championship is on the t- line with Becky Lynch defending it against the the polite Southern Belle. I kind of like the contract signing this week. Yeah, it wasn't it, like I'm tired of contract signing segments, but the fact that it was two opponents at once sure added a wrinkle where it was like I haven't seen this before. Of course, talking about Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans. Um, 
I feel like people are warming up to Lacey Evans. Mm. I feel like certainly in our Patreon chat and some other places. Her promo on SmackDown, the backstage promo this week, very bad. Yeah. I did not I, like it at all. I'm not really sure what... Becky uh, Two Belts is going to have a new nickname. Becky Black Eye. It's like... Huh? No, Becky No Belts, you yeah, fucking it's idiot. It's right there. Or, or, or <laughs> Becky Two Black Eyes. Yeah. Like, there's just a million other... I don't know. I don't know what other people are seeing that I'm not, especially. I'm just not in to Lacey I th- Evans. I think she has physical charisma, and I'm not just sure. saying that she's a pretty lady. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like the way she carries herself, as much as we like bemoaned and complained about her eternal walking up and down the ramp before they turned her into a character. Yeah. When she does that, now that she is a character, I really am into it. And, and listen, if she was going to win me over. Against Becky Lynch, playing a clear heel against an on-fire babyface. I'm going into this match with an open mind, hoping to see something in Lacey Evans. And you know, we complained about the build on the way to this pay-per-view. I think this is the one feud that has actually had a pretty good build overall. There's another one that I also think has, but and I think you'll agree, maybe two actually. I was going to say Shane and Miz and Owens and, uh, yes, and yes. Kofi. But but I know what you mean. Not not like As far as Raw goes, this feels like one of the more well-defined programs. And certainly as far as women go, be it you know the tag division one or, or what have you. But who, who are you pick in here. No way Lacey Evans wins. No, here, you right? know what? There's a lot, uh, as far as Becky Two Belts goes. I think you mean Becky Black Eye. There's a lot of money still left in that bank, bud. Hey, is, there we go. It is way too early. You know, you and I talked last month about how, well, someone's probably going to cash in. She's got two matches in one night. Yeah. I think the longer you milk that, the longer you have her have two matches in one night, the longer you tease that she's going to get cashed in on in the end, the better you are for it. You remember how many times I teased it with Sheamus? I always thought that was good. Yeah. Like, he came out maybe three We were times. at that run in, yeah. in, that, oh, that's right. in Everett. Everett. And yeah. he came out and it, like... It felt like he was going to do it. Yeah. And it was so exciting to yeah. be there for it. And I still remember it. Yeah. This many years later. So do I, but only once you said it, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, I don't think Becky's going to lose this one. And spoiler alert, I don't think she's losing to Charlotte either. She good. shouldn't. She no. definitely should not. It no. is not... this This character, this gimmick... Is insanely over. It's still working. As long as there's juice in it, keep it running as fast as you can. Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles does not feel like it has as much juice as it deserves, JMO. It does not. Does it feels it? like there's a whole orange that you could get an entire two-liter Tropicana out of, and yet we've got a couple drops because this is a match that I think if you would ask most WWE fans over the course of the past few years, yeah. what's the dream matchup in terms of in-ring quality? Like, you, you want to see the best match possible. I genuinely think a lot of people's answers would have been AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's like the Dr. Nick Riviera juice machine where he puts, like, <laughs> an entire bag of oranges into it and it gives him yeah. two drops <laughs> of juice. Oh, so fresh. Ah, so, uh, but I do not. There are many more matches on this card I'm hyper for, and this shouldn't be the way. Yeah. Are, do you feel more excited the, than I for AJ Seth Rollins? Yes. Okay, good. Now, Get n- me into now, it. Now, I, I know that the reason that you feel out of it is that it's had a, an awful build, and wow. I, do, I don't disagree. Like, having to do the, can these two tag partners coexist when they have a match so coming dull. up? It's so stale. But this is a dream match yep. in a way that... There really are few dream matches left available to them in WWE. This is a match where they have kept these two guys separate as the star work rate guys of their respective shows for upwards of two years now. I have been salivating over this match for a very long time. Like you and I were going for brunch several years ago (laughs) and doing a fantasy draft of building our own federation. Oh my goodness. And I desperately wanted to book this match. And I took both of these guys in the draft to make it happen. The fact that I'm getting it now, yeah, I gotta be excited about it. And I think the fact that I've been kind of checked out on Raw lately Mm. 
feeds into my ability to get excited because the TV programming has not worn me down. Sure. So maybe just like blind anticipation is better than, than overexposure yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely can feel like that sometimes towards and, a lot of things. And AJ is due for a barn burner. He It's cool. been a while since he's had a real blow-away match. Now, do you think this is the best match on the card on Sunday? I do not. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. I don't think so either. It's I think there's another one uh, in, in Kofi and KO that is going to steal the show. And you know what? Every time Money in the Bank comes around, all of the matches have a hard time competing against the ladder war. I mean, it just in, by the very you know basis of what the, the match is, it's hard to get yeah. past. Give me a winner for AJ and Rollins. So is there a chance AJ picks up the win here? I don't think so. For whatever, Maybe when you're calling the pay-per-view stomping grounds that comes next, Seth is the, the guy. Yeah. He needs to have a definitive run, which means it's kind of unfortunate that they rushed into this feud. I know that they felt like they needed something to gin up the ratings to give you something that you could yeah. be excited about, but if this is going to be a three-month program, I don't see Seth, or, or, or rather, I don't see AJ winning a single one of these matches. Do you see a, a clean finish here? Because well, I, don't, I don't feel like this is the only time these two wrestle. The bar is on Raw now. Yep. There's lots of ways to... You could to easily reunite those three, and that. that would be a huge boost to all three of them, sure. I feel like. There, there's a lot of... Oh, Sheamus is injured, though, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of ways you go... I, I'm no, not, when I said the bar, sorry. Did I say the bar? Yeah. I meant the club. Oh, oh my God. I, I knew what you meant, yeah. but also corrected you. Yeah, AJ with the club is what yeah. you meant. Yes. <laughs> I love that I knew what you were talking about. Adam was like, well, Seamus is injured. Sorry, so. I, when, I, when I meant, when I, I was thinking of, you know how... You're, the, you're mixing up bald people. Uh, well, that, but I was also <laughs> thinking of in the... Uh, <laughs> in the WWE 2K video games yes. for a little while, the club were called the club in the game, but when they came out to the ring, it was like <laughs> Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, the and then club was bleeped out. What? So yeah, because they were like, I guess they didn't feel like they had the legal rights to oh, actually sure. say it. So the the bar and then a a word that's barred. Little confluence in my oh brain. Oh my goodness but gracious! Either way, we're both picking Seth Rollins yeah. to retain here. I do not see a clean finish here. I think this is a feud that's continuing. Gallows and Anderson getting involved though, it's it's it. They need something. They haven't had a lot very much lately. I know that both guys kind of want to leave. Yeah. And have apparently turned down uh, extensions to stay, but. If they're gonna be put in a position like that, then maybe that convinces them to stick around. That that could definitely because AJ be, got convinced to stick around. I'd say this was more likely if Dean wouldn't have just left because then he has the such natural Shield versus AJ in the club thing. True. But but th there's ways around that. I could see in some way. I don't see a clean finish here. Jamie, let's talk about the the opposite gender Money in the Bank matches: Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella. It says here on Wikipedia, Nikki Cross. Did she get announced as officially replacing Alexa Bliss? Uh, I will Google that right now. Well, that now. was my pick to do it, so yeah. we have a question about that later. So if that's the case, that certainly helps my interest in this match because there's some workers here that they're going to need to get creative with, uh, being certainly Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Uh, how yep, do you feel? Nikki officially announced two hours ago. Oh, okay, well, great. match of my life this Sunday. We're doing this, guys. This is my one shot. Okay, well, great. I think they should put it on Nikki Cross. I, I actually <laughs> agree of the of the. Eight in this match, none of them really feel like clear-cut winners, other than maybe Ember. Well, I, yeah, that was who, who I was going to say before Nikki was added. Ba be. Bailey could have it too, though, and I feel like that would add an interesting dynamic to it. She's so bad on Mike, though. She's, but she's a compelling babyface on SmackDown. This is a yeah. kind of a restart for her, and you get look. Becky Bailey is going to be a hell of a match when they do get there. Yep, and. 
I think like I, I, the thing with Money in the Bank is that it almost never works putting it on a baby face. But putting it on a baby face like Bailey, who has been so like defined by her inability to do the wrong thing. Yeah, that's interesting. You add this level of personal conflict to cashing in that I think is actually very compelling. You've actually just made a really good case for it. Like you're talking about like the kendo stick not using mm-hmm. it, but could she cash in after somebody was hurt? Like would that that'd be interesting? And maybe and finally for a heel sees turn. her moment. Yeah, there, there's I, something to that. I think I'm gonna take in Bailey, man. I just talked myself into it. <laughs> you're making some very good cases. Put JMO down for Bailey. Put me down for Ember Moon. And put me not you're down. Not, you're not taking Nikki Cross. I don't think I don't think they're gonna. It's too last minute. Yeah, it's like, but yeah. I'd love to see it though. Just use Nikki Cross. Like, look at the jabronis in this match. Nikki Cross wasn't already in there. Well, even the new character that she de- she she debuted this week. Where yeah, she's like very mousy and shy backstage, but then like a crazy the, the the animal comes out when she's in the ring. Love it. That that is. There's something to that. When I first heard that she's like, oh, she's very shy and mousy now, I was like, that sucks. But but if she if if she's just uh, an introvert who lets her inner animal out in the ring, I think that's actually a really good character. She comes alive. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll go with Bailey. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Elias. I have extremely little to say about this, except when Elias has his shirt off, he looks bigger and more jacked than Roman Reigns, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we were saying earlier, like just you know, beefy guys with their shirts off wearing jeans. Yeah, why is Elias ever wearing a shirt? I thought yeah. he looked like a star. Yeah, just you know, do the same thing with Drew McIntyre. Put Drew McIntyre in some light blue jeans with no shirt on. He'll look like a star too. We've talked about that for for a year yeah. since he had that run in with Undisputed Era on NXT and, and with there was another team. It was like six different people yeah, running yeah. about, and then Dad Sanity, was also Sanity Sanity was also yeah, in that right. mix. Yeah, Jim, I got so little to say about this match except boy, Roman Reigns should feel way hotter than he does right now. It's true. It's true. We should feel the same way about him that we did upon his return. It's like everybody's forgotten that this guy just had the a, a brush with death, literally. Yeah, it's, and I'm not even gonna say I think they should be bringing up the leukemia more because like some of that feels a little ham-fisted. But but he, but he he could do it. Yeah, it's like the would, crowd's forgotten. It would be a natural part of his character to be like, I got. To refocus, I've got my mind, you know, on things in a yeah. way that I never did before. My priorities have been straightened. These are things that you can touch on that would make his character feel real, honestly, and w- are missing right now. Because the one thing that I will say for uh, the wild card rule, as much as it kind of makes a mess of telling stories week to week, except in a say- case like this where you're doing these interbrand feuds like Miz versus Shane, so yep. it sort of works, like. Roman is at his best when he's with the Usos. It makes him feel relaxed. Yeah. It makes him feel relatable. And he he I don't know, there's just something about especially this like this version of the Usos. Like these guys do have some I hate to use the word swag because, like, I have zero of it. But they, they have, like, a cool attitude, and it really brings out that side of Roman that you sort of forget exists. Mm-hmm. Like, Rollins and Dean don't bring that out in him for, for whatever reason, and these guys do. Are you picking Roman here, presumably? Because they're the cool ones in that dynamic, they right? Absolutely. And he gets to be the cool one with the Usos, even though the Usos are pretty, well, that's, pretty cool. They're extremely cool. You picking Roman here? Yeah. Yeah, me Got as well. Though... Shane could cost him the match, and then we get some sort of thing at stomping grounds. Yeah. That could happen. That that could be true. I'm still putting go put me down for Roman, but there you go. 
Jamo, you know I'm not one for the steel cage matches. I like the Hell in a Cells, but I'm not one for the steel cage, as you know. But once again, The Miz has done it, as I am super excited to watch him and Shane McMahon get down in the steel cage. It's going to be a week. banger, man. It's uh, been a great build. Uh, I thought we, th I think most people sort of thought the feud should have ended at Mania. I think it's been well served to be extended. You don't end a feud on a Shane McMahon win. Yeah, I, I think you see The Miz winning here. Uh, I like The Miz's babyface run right now. Let's go. And this is powering Shane's heel character, too. Like, the fact that he's just a complete hypocrite. <laughs> that everything that he's upset with Roman about is exactly what he did to the Miz. Like, exactly. You don't punch a guy's dad. It's like, well, well you just did, Yeah, we but. saw you. <laughs> I saw some people. Uh, I hate to shoot on the people. But sometimes they do annoy me. When that, it's he, like, that he got the pin in the tag match like, on SmackDown? Shane needs to pin people. Yes, and he like, does. You're building to a pay-per-view match. Of like, course he does. It's like we're trying to make people hate him, guys. But, but yeah. I, either way, uh, I'm excited for this match. I think... I think it's been a good build. Is this the blow-off because they're on separate shows now? Yeah, I think it is. What do you think? You can still kind of carry it over with the, the way that they are doing the, the, the wild card absolutely thing. Absolutely, you could. But I also think that they are trying to segue into a Shane-Roman feud. Which is interesting to me. Needs to happen if, uh, you know, this needs to end if that's going to happen. You know how you sell the Shane-Roman feud? How? You just show a three-minute video of nothing but the loop of the spear he hits him with in Survivor yes. Series. Is that 2017, yes. 2016? Yeah, we saw a lot of video packages <laughs> on SmackDown this week. Yeah, we saw Kevin Owens one was great. kick-ass. We'll get there in a second. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's go there right now. Yeah. Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston for the World Heavyweight Championship. You and I both think this is going to be the best match on Sunday, the best match on the show. It, wrestling is never about the moves. It's never about the punches and kicks. You need that, but you also need the story. And Kevin Owens is telling everybody that he's the toughest son of a bitch around. He is dangerous is a word he used this week, which I loved. And he's coming for Kofi Kingston. Kofi, of course, doing his end of the equation, being, you know, the, a pure babyface that is also super over and can promo and can wrestle. This has it all. I am so looking forward to this match. Let's go, baby. Kevin's promo on SmackDown was terrific. Fantastic. And you know why it was so good? Why is that? They did the one thing we've been talking about. They serious them up. No, not oh. that. Well, I mean, they did. They did do that, yeah. too. But they did the one thing that we've talked about, which is that the sets and stuff, oh, they, when sure. they shoot stuff backstage, it's all so boring. It's in front of a curtain. It's this fake-looking office that like that's nothing that you've ever seen in reality. Yep. Where did they put him last night? Exactly the where they room. always put Mick Foley, in the boiler room with the fencing and the electrical wiring. Awesome. He looked awesome. The setting looked awesome. It was compelling visually. The promo was tremendous. And, uh, yeah, no complaints. I know that Kofi's probably going to hang on to this thing because he's going to get a run here. Yep. And I don't mind that Kevin's going to lose because I think this program's going to continue for several months. They might throw more people into it yeah. and do some multi-man matches Even teased it with Zayn interrupting on SmackDown. Zayn... <laughs> Hell of a week for Sammy, man. Uh, yeah, Tremendous yeah. promo on Monday. He gets the win on Monday, and then he does the thing that he does on the end of Tuesday as well. Can, just, I, uh, can just I float something crazy? Sure. Sammy wins money in the bank and costs Owens uh, the trying title match. To against, cash in. Trying to cash in. Ooh, that's interesting. That's I would love to see it, quite frankly, even though I hate the same night cash-ins. Yeah. I, I think that those guys have such an established and interesting dynamic that you could get something done there. Uh, Jamo, a few more matches on this deep, fun card. We both think Kofi's going to win, though, right? I have Kofi retaining. Yeah, yeah. and I think this is going to be a hugely entertaining match. I also, before we move on, want to say yeah. that Kofi doing solo promos, as he oh, has yeah. for the last little while, like telling Woods to stay backstage... Um, it's it's such a welcome change. Yep. It's not that I don't like the New Day dynamic because no, obviously awesome. they they haven't had an unprecedented run of staying over that no other tag team really has ever had like that. No, as far as not really, yeah, as far as length now, this is year five of New Day being yeah. what they are. 
Yeah, that that must be true, right? Like maybe DX. I I can't even. Yeah, it probably is. You're probably even, right about but that. But DX like breaks up and gets yeah, back together members. all the time. Yeah, that's very true. I so really so that of dynamic it. it works, but to get him alone by himself doing these promos that he's doing now. You know, it's not that I want to say I didn't think that he had it in him because he's obviously very talented and I've always thought that. But the the way he is on the stick right now, yeah, it is true. I didn't uh, think he had this yeah, in him. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I'm actually kind of comfortable saying that. Or, or at least maybe not he didn't have it in him. But of the three New Day members, he's obviously third banana on the mic in my mind before this behind Biggie and Xavier. So, like you say, more than capable of carrying the load. And I'm fired up for this on Sunday. Jimmy, you ready for a Mania rematch of Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title? Yeah, is Samoa Joe going to be Dominic's dad by the end of it? Because <laughs> they, they look the same, man. <laughs> Dominic looks more like Joe than Ray, and I know we already did a, a, a biological father Dominic yeah, storyline, <laughs> but but like do it again because this time the kid looks exactly like <laughs> yeah. the other guy. It's insane. Joe can actually make a good case for it. And I we saw that uh, WWE took out I think some trademarks yeah. on yeah. a name that could be Dominic's ring name. So th- Dominic might be a kind of central figure in WWE stories going forward. Jamo, before we jump into the questions this week, let's talk a little bit about the pre-show because a very good match uh, between the Usos. Joe's going to win that match though, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I almost felt like it didn't need to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think Joe's... Although, this said, I think I've picked everyone to retain, which isn't going to happen. So Yeah. I mean, is there, a, is there a women's tag title match on the show? No. Interesting. Oh, no, yeah, there must be. Is it the Kabuki Warriors and... Uh, I mean, they were at ringside for the for Kabuki the Warriors yeah. match. Yesterday. It's not on Wikipedia, but that what doesn't... What do you think of that name, Kabuki Warriors? Well, I'd never heard the word Kabuki uh, before. It's in Japanese the... theater. Oh, yeah, I, I, okay, forgive me. I thought it sounded racist. I was just like, is this racist? Yeah. And then a bunch of people I saw were like, oh, this is racist. But apparently Asuka like, wanted the name, wanted uh, Kabuki Warriors, I think, something mm-hmm. like that, and then settled on Kabuki. And she comes out with a mask. It's not technically a Kabuki mask, but okay. if I went to Japan and I saw a mask like Asuka's, yeah. and I said, oh, look, a Kabuki mask, no one would point at me and be like, look at this racist piece of shit. Uh, it's close enough. I guess to answer your question, I don't really have an opinion on it. I guess I think it's fine. There were people in the chat being like, this is like calling them sushi warriors. It has oh. nothing to do with their gimmicks. It's like, no, they kind of... And if she wanted it, then you can't you can't Sushi disagree boys. with the woman herself, right? Like the chopstick champs. Yeah. I mean, they, it's I mean, you think of like things like crime time or like they've done super racist for shit sure. before. So maybe maybe I do um, have uh, you know like a red alert Trepidation. set. For, but let, let's touch on here uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. I'm excited for this. Uh, I'll turn into the pre-show for this. I will too. Uh, I thought they they had a fun segment together on SmackDown this week. The match was very good, and the opening segment of the show was very yeah, good. Yeah, that's right too. I had forgotten about that, so, so I'm into it. As much as it feels weird that they're not on the same show and they're feuding over these belts, you know, the SmackDown tag division is in a very weird place right now, losing the Hardys at the time that they yep, did. That's definitely true. So they got to get creative on some level. And does it kind of shaft the Raw tag titles to not be on this show? Sure. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he's Daniel Bryan. He's yes. going to be on the fucking show. Yeah. yeah. Period. End of sentence. And they're going to win the match. Uh, I will just say uh, next week we will do be doing a bit of a deep dive into AEW as we preview Double or Nothing because I do want to talk about the TNT deal, but I don't feel like yeah, we could time wise do have it a justice. Ton of time right now. So next week we will talk about the TNT deal, which I do think is big, and we'll talk about 
Pardon me. We'll do a full preview of Double or Nothing. So look forward to that. Yeah, sorry if I t- went off for too long on Dylan Miley, a.k.a. The, Lars S- 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 Sullivan. The white supremacist, as yeah. I will be calling him, and yeah. I will never stop reminding people I that he is. I threw some extra S's in there because I'm sure he'd like that. <laughs> the two S's. That was <laughs> – wow. Uh, J-Bo, I think it's a little bit time to transition into the uh, – <laughs> And our first question this week comes to us from the gray hoodie idiot at Nicholas East on Twitter, and he asks – who will be the next first-time IWGP heavyweight champion, and how long will Okada's current reign last? So who's taking this belt off Okada? It doesn't seem too obvious, right? No, it doesn't. Because I think it's Naito who's going has to take... It, has Naito ever won the top he, title before? He has, but it's not like a run that anybody... It was pre-him leaving to CMLL. Okay. Uh, so not anything anybody has, you know... And the belt that he abandoned was the IC, right? Correct, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh so, so it wouldn't be a first-time win for him. No. So let, let's let's view the question this way. Is, are you picking Naito to be the one to end Okada's reign? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. definitely. I think you do uh, Okada-Naito again at Wrestle Kingdom next year, and that is Naito's crowning moment because we've had to wait for it a long time. You know, we really have. Oh, too long. It still should have been Wrestle Kingdom 12. I don't care what the people say. That's, that should It felt very much like, you know, that was the time. But He's never been – he hasn't been hotter. No, certainly not. He's, and, like, he's not since, hotter now. Yeah, absolutely. I do wonder, though, if there's a way that they, they want to switch that dynamic a little bit. If Okada drops it beforehand, then Naito, then Naito takes it. Okada wins the G1 if they want some sort of turning of the head there. But I'll, I will still say that they take the most direct route, and it's Naito to take it off of but Okada. But the next first-time winner, that's a hard a one very as far as like who the next elevated star in, in uh, New Japan is going to be. I'm just going to be 100% honest. I can't think of somebody in the heavyweight division who feels within striking distance of the title that would be first-time. Yeah. Tana, Because all the guys Jay who are, are elevating themselves in my eyes right now are all in the junior division, and that's yeah. not just because Battle of the Super Juniors is going on right now, or because of uh, the Great El Fantasmo. Oh, but uh, fucking LP man, God. he is the man. We'll do a bunch of. I'm going to devour Bosj content this weekend, so look yeah, for neither more of, of us have watched week. it yet. So we'll get into that next week. But just his uh, his debut at um, uh, oh, Dantaku yeah. was incredible. And listen, it just it feels. Big time. I mean, I I, we, I don't have all the time in the world to go into this, but listen, we we tease sometimes on the show that, you know, you see somebody once and you're attached to them forever. That doesn't make sense. But we literally watched this guy go from jobber in our local promotion, ECCW, from jobber to their mid-card champ to their champion yeah, he, to their guy who wrestled the out-of-towners. From comedy guy to main eventer. Yeah, and, and now in New Japan. It's and, just and, very riveting. And he hasn't changed a thing. Like, no, The gimmick the has act. translated perfectly. And... I've said this earlier, he feels like he's been there forever. Yeah. After a week and a half. It's like it, when I first started watching the Attitude Era, a guy could have debuted on the episode that I was watching, and I wouldn't know that because the way it, that the show worked is just like everybody felt like a cohesive part of a whole. Well, exactly he right. He feels like that in New Japan immediately, and that's so amazing. And frankly, sort of specifically to Bullet Club. Like, he feels like he fits in in Bullet Club extremely well. Absolutely, so, man. God bless him. Let's fly through a couple of these here, JMOs. Our next question comes to us from Danger Boy at DangerBoy69420. The funny number. And he asks... And I did hear these comments, too. Mark Henry recently compared Sami Zayn's promos to Steve Austin's. What do you guys think about that? The, like I've been saying, the one from Monday, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter to be strong. It doesn't matter. All these things don't matter. The only thing that matters is to be right. Fuck, I love that. That's it's it's I just lo- what a line, what a delivery. It's incredible. I loved it. I love that the legend Mark Henry is like giving such uh, great praise to Sami Zayn. It's so hard to compare somebody to Stone Cold because he's literally the most peaked 
no one was ever bigger in a moment than but, him. But I think the essence but, of the compliment is that it is clearly someone's distinct voice yes. that's coming from inside them. And I think that's great to see. And so I don't I don't push back on that at all. I think is and I'm gonna fucking correct Mark Henry. Yeah, if Mark Henry not. says someone is like this, I say yes, I mean, sir. Mark Henry had some criticisms for Leo Rush, and a couple weeks ago, I was like, listen, Mark Henry. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm not saying it again, though, because he'll come kill me. <laughs> yeah, listen. One of those guys is Leo Rush. The other one's the world's strongest man, all right? Jim, our next question this week comes to us from the Nick Patan super fan. Yeah, I think I could beat up Leo Rush. Blair Pacheco. All you got to do is put your palm on his forehead and just hold him away from you. You little baby. <laughs> There's no turnbuckle for you to jump yeah. off here. I had a little brother my whole life. I can beat That's up Leo Rush. Absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, which wrestler that has signed a contract most regrets signing with their company now that AEW is around? Luke Harper. That's a good answer. I, I got to be honest. I saw a uh, uh, listener of the show, friend of the show, uh, Flu, Book of Flu, uh, give an answer that I actually think is correct. He just said, every woman who signed to Impact. It's like, yeah, but also no, because like the Impact women's division is great. Like but That's the reason to watch Impact right now. For sure, but who's doing it? You see their ratings this week? Like, they're yeah, in the, like no one's watching this. Like they're, You're invisible it's, on Impact. It's true. I don't if know. you're Jordan Grace right now, you don't think you'd rather be in AEW? Yeah, that's probably true. It's I, I yeah that that yes that the same women's division in AEW would be fire would have a platform. You're bang on correct about that. So that's that's bang. On. I struggled to think of a better answer, but, so I'll just but steal like his. Luke Harper, like oh, there, there was another thing in the dirt sheets in the rumor roundup that rumor has it. Luke Harper, <laughs> the disdain that Vince has had for him goes all the way back to like the Bray Orton feud that like oh, yeah, we d- that Vince decided that he just hates everything that Luke is involved with when as fans, as viewers, as people who buy tickets to go to shows, Luke Harper is one of the best people you can see at a house show. For sure true. Uh, undeniable fact. Jim or next question. Very upsetting that they just have nothing for him. Well, and, and inexcusable, I would say. Mm-hmm. I- inexcusable. Yeah. And then what was the reasoning? Did you read that he the they accent. wanted him to do a southern accent? We talked accent? about this a couple yeah. weeks ago. I couldn't do a southern accent, so I canceled this whole feud with e- EC3. Like, you imagine something fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, next question this week comes from Joel21 at Joe Hall underscore 21. He asks, he called this one of his favorite podcasts. Someone was Did he really? For recommendations for, uh, because, uh, you know, obviously with the tragic passing of my friend Jason Botchford, yeah. uh, there's a, been a podcast hole in the uh, schedules of a lot of Vancouver podcasts. Listeners, Uh-oh. so people are looking for recommendations for things to fill that void. And Joe Hall threw uh, threw us out there as if you like wrestling, you gotta get down with the top guys. Well, should I maybe because uh, I know I learned some things about hockey this week. Should I give a hockey take? Yeah, sure, do case? it. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, how about the Hurricanes? What's four checking, Josh? Can you explain what a four check is? Yeah, you got five guys on the <laughs> ice, and when one guy hits four of them minus the goalie, <laughs> he's four checked. Yes. Uh, Joel, Am- you couldn't be more right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's me knowing the great ice sport, the stick and puck. Yeah, good Canadian kid. Uh, any news on Sasha Banks? What do you guys think is going on, and what do you want to happen? I I I really thought she'd be back for Money in the Bank because I thought she should win Money in the Bank. Yeah, she does seem so natural with Money in the Bank. I think we've said this like for two years. As long as they've had a women's Money in the Bank, it's felt like she should have. And, and uh, it does feel like when Becky is only on one show. That show is going to be raw. 
Yeah. And yeah. when that is the case, Sasha's got to be there. It just feels that way. In terms of what we think is going on, I mean, the dirt sheets all basically report the same thing, that she's unhappy with how she was booked and is, is sitting out. And no assurances have been enough to woo her back. And quite frankly, um, you can't blame her for that. <laughs> you understand feeling frustrated. And she's completely taken a break from being the character as well. She's wearing her natural hair color again for the first time in oh, I didn't you know, notice the that. better part of a decade probably at this point. Uh, all of the photos that I've seen from her lately are natural hair and uh, a natural looking face not entirely done up with makeup as well I think I speak for Madman and I where when what we want to happen is for her to be back and in the women's title picture but, yeah but the number one thing that I want is for her to be happy not and, me and feel feel creative uh, joy and all and that kind of thing so JMO wants in an ideal world creative happiness and joy for Sasha Banks I just want her hitting yeah, those double yeah. knees on I Dana want, Brooke. I want creative fulfillment for uh, one of my favorites. I want some. I want her to uh, feel the joy for wrestling that she did when she decided to get into the business. Whether that's in WWE or AEW or whatever she decides to do, more power to her. Next question this week comes to us from Andrew Delbar at Adelbar on Twitter, and he asks, "Where do you think the ceiling is for LP El Fantasma? We just talked about who is now two and zero in his first battle of the Super Juniors. Dude, he's got the look. He could be uh, like he's." He's still banned from working in the States for another two yeah. years. So if he works Japan for the next two years, he's going to be a huge deal by the end of that run in New Japan. I think he goes to NXT. I think he hits the main roster. He is WWE bound, man. He has it all. I think his ceiling in New Japan is slightly above Will Ospreay's. Yeah. Um, and I think his WWE ceiling might be IC champion. It's if, so hard to say till you see guys there, you yeah, know what true. I mean? But he does, obviously, with the character and all this, but they're, they're not going to let him do any of the adult stuff, right? No, but even if he just, like, the way his entrance is, like, so much of WWE is just having a compelling entrance. Yeah. He had that on the indies <laughs> yeah. in Vancouver. He had that at the Russian community center. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Next question this week, JMO comes to us from JDF, at Planet JDF on Twitter, and he asks, Thoughts on Killer Cross? I think the guy has the potential to be a huge star. So I don't know if you saw this week in the news. Impact not letting Killer Cross out of his contract, which he wants out of. Um, I won't pretend to be the most familiar with him. I saw him in Lucha Underground when he was part of, I forget the the um, uh, faction he was in, White Rabbits or something, something to do with rabbits. Uh, when Brock was watching, and I was always very impressed. Good body, seemed like a you know decent worker, but... I don't follow Impact closely enough, and he doesn't strike me as somebody who, when I see him, I'm like, wow, who is this guy? But if JDF is correct and he you know, puts on something, he certainly seems to have something, right? Yeah, um, compelling look for sure. Cool tattoos, yeah. but um, I don't know enough. I can't, I can't uh, back it up with any sort of informed opinion, unfortunately. So that's a wait and see from us, JDF, but seemed good from what I've seen of him. But there's just so many wrestlers that it's like... If it, and it comes down to the booking and what they can do with it. So there's so many X factors, but could, could he be a huge star? Sure. If he's good and, and can get it done, why not? And I trust you, Jim, so there you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I only want – I just want you to say days, weeks, months, or years to the answer to this question. Okay. I will do the same, JMO. Okay. As it comes to us from Fruits Are Edible, the brewmaster at Fruits Are Edible on Twitter, and he asks – how long do you think it'll take for the WWE to morph into NXT levels of entertaining when Vince dies? Days? Weeks? Months? I'll say weeks. I'll put it at about three weeks is where I would set the over-under. Put me down for months, but I do think it's a quick, quick transaction. Because like the people who are there and know why NXT works already have the infrastructure in place to do all of those things with main roster television. True. Like, like, three hours is still three hours, though. True. 
That's a long time for anything. True. JMR, next question this week comes to us from a man who, quite frankly, with this question, proves himself as to why he's the top marks. Most powerful listener of the year 2018. It's Matt Rainus at Matt Rainus, and he asks, Fuck, Mary kill. Cactus Jack? Mankind? Dude love. How... How have we never gotten this that's question? A, this is a tremendous question. This could be an episode. But you know what? Like Triple H, as soon as Vince dies, Jeremy Borash takes on a huge role in yeah, WWE that's immediately. We already know that. Like yeah. the the crew that that is in place in NXT. Not to go back to the last. I question. was going to say you, you just don't I finish just, this sentence. I just couldn't remember Jeremy. I don't Borash's appreciate name. the disrespect. I couldn't remember Jeremy Borash's name. Otherwise, I was going to bring that up before. But yeah. Um. Oh, fuck Mary Kill. Okay, I think Cactus is the one you're fucking, no matter what. Yeah, probably, because he's probably the wild man in the sack. That's you're going to marry Dude Love, because he's going to make you feel good about yourself. Absol- and then you have to kill mankind, because he's too crazy for this earth. Now, hang on. Can I, mean, I, I do think that's the natural, but can I, can I, pose, can I pose a bit of a different angle sure, for this? Sure, go for it. I think you might marry mankind also, though. I was just about to say, because if it's comedy mankind <laughs> versus heel dude love, yeah, dude love with the ponytail, corporate dude love is like the most annoying. Imagine being married to that guy. Yeah, you're right. So, but but I mean, dude love. I mean, but he, yes, comedy mankind. I would marry him. It's so. <laughs> I do think. I, I do hope think, somebody pulls that drop. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that that your your initial lean is correct, but for the sake of a different answer, I'm going to kill off mm-hmm. Dude Love, also because he's my least favorite of the three gimmicks. Fucking Cactus, marrying Mankind. And listen, I, I've dated people who fall into depressive states before. I know what, what, to, <laughs> <laughs> I know what to do. JMO, a few more this week. And the first one here comes to us from Geno Mar- I don't know how I feel about Gino, it. Gino Morasco. I don't know how I feel about yeah, the sitting a, on the it's name it's Twitter. A par- it's a parody account. It's of, our guy. Uh, it's... Yeah. Doug, Doug crap, crap under the guise of Gino, well, how do you f- Gino Morasco. How do you feel about the name sitting thing? It's uh, it's interesting and it's funny because I'm sure I don't know if David Bixon's fan has figured out that it's not the real Gino yet. I, he still follows him. I must admit that this account has had some incredibly funny moments, mm-hmm. but in general, the the Twitter sitting on name like, thing, the, like the takes that we see from Cage Side under a uh, published under Gino's name sometimes, <laughs> not the best. Yeah, it does seem like it could be done, but either so way, the parody account. Kind of, uh, kind of not the worst idea. Give me, yeah. give me one track and one racer for this, JMO. As he asks, if you were to make a WWE style Mario Kart, who would your superstars be, and what tracks would you make? XOXO, XOXO to you too. Well, Braun is we your Donkey it. Kong for sure. Absolutely correct. So Braun has to be in the game. Yeah, Braun. Okay, so who, who's your analog for Mario? John Cena. <sighs> yeah, probably. So John Cena. Who's, who's the the Princess Peach? Um. Becky, maybe? I was thinking Lacey Evans in a way. Yeah, and then Becky is Daisy. Yeah, Becky is Daisy. I think Lacey Evans is Daisy. Yeah, though. you might be right I about think, this. I think I had it right. Yeah, the first yeah, time. you probably are. But then Charlotte has to be in the game, too. I think it's too soon for Lacey Evans to be in the game. True, yeah, you're right. She's too far. So, down. no, the queen, Charlotte is Peach. Oh, how did Becky of is Daisy. Absolutely correct. And uh, Bowser would be Big Show, maybe, or Mark Henry. Bowser. Yeah, so who's Spiky? Yeah, can't think the Funkasaurus. Yeah, Monkey is on our roll. And those are the questions for uh, this the track, week. though. Yeah, what? Oh, because I think the, the the Rainbow Road equivalent yeah. would be the <laughs> the year that WrestleMania was a roller coaster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Mania Thirty yeah. or Thirty One uh, roller coaster. No, I think it was Thirty Two. The Thirty Two. Yeah, the best Mania set ever. I think beautiful. And the video package that started that show was amazing. Also, it was all roller coaster themed. 
It that looked was so awesome. Good. So, yeah, that would be a track for sure. I got a couple other track ideas. The rooftop of the WCW arena where Big Show and Hulk Hogan had their monster truck battle yes. would be a track. Yes. Um, anything else good come to mind? It's um, hard to not just think of every Mania the, set. The Bash at the Beach would be the oh, beach yeah, level. Abso- but this is all WCW stuff. Because yeah. WCW went places and that's, did things. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Her shocking idea, <laughs> by the way. j that does it for the oh, listener question. There's got to be a track where... You're driving around outside the WCW arena and like oh, DX is firing artillery out of their tr- the tank. tank and stuff. That's a great one. Yeah, I guess just iconic wrestling moments. They would should work for really sure well. make this game. Yeah, absolutely they should. A cart what? racer with WWE characters? I could not purchase it fast enough. I'm going to cut this out of the episode because we need to save this <laughs> idea for ourselves and make millions when we bring it to uh, the 2K people I who mean, have how, the rights. How many steps away are we really from developing the WWE? Mario Kart game, you and I. I mean, all we have to do is learn mm-hmm. how to make Code. video games, get yeah. the rights to WWE. Mm-hmm. Oh, it d- <laughs> that will do it for this week's uh, <laughs> listener questions. JMO, anything you want to get across to the people? Any plugs this week? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, I'm having a great day today. Nice. For reasons that I cannot fully divulge right now. Okay, good. I signed a non-disclosure agreement. Good. Yeah. Oh, right. I literally did do that. I, That's... I literally cannot tell you why I feel so good about myself today. Let's just say Jamin was a model citizen for Vancouver this week yeah. and really did some good. And I'm feeling very handsome as a result. I went hey. for a beard trim for the first time in my Wonders. life yesterday. I feel like my beard looks great. It does. I feel like I got some hats today that make me look tremendous. Jamo feeling himself. I'm looking at myself in my selfie camera. I'm saying, who's that good-looking fella? Don't you love being in that space? Yeah. I feel, I feel like that when I look at you all the time. <laughs> you come over to do the show. I'm like, oh, I got a, I got some good-looking friends. Wow. Look at me, a big tub of mashed no, potatoes over don't, here. Don't be hard on yourself. You know I hate it. I but, know, uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for the week. So Thank I, you all I'm for feeling listening. good, and I hope the people feel good, too. And yeah. I hope you feel good. I feel good. I feel all right. Yeah. <laughs> I we could. were talking about it before we started recording. We're going to get there. Sometimes you're in ruts. Sometimes you exit them. Ebbs and flows. Strikes and gutters like the dude you, says. You just feel old, and that's a natural part of yeah. hitting the dirty 30. I think that's it, maybe. But, yeah. But, like. And I feel unhealthy. No. Look at you. Mm. You're, you're a strapping young man. Look, I appreciate it. And your hair isn't even as gray as you think it is. <laughs> Wait, you summer you comes. You exaggerate that as what, well. You, you say that, but wait till the sun hits and, it. You wouldn't believe it. Well, that's the natural thing to go blonde in the summertime. It's blondness. It's not gray. You're a handsome man. Ladies, he's got plenty to offer. Oh, d- Free I mean, to a good home. And, and <laughs> I, just maybe this is banter's own stuff, but my problem right now is not too few of that. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, Jalen's situation is a little dicey. I know, I know. I don't want to talk about it. But until air. next week, pepperoni, pepperoni sticks, say yeah! How are, how are you feeling about this? the, the pepperoni sticks say yeah? I love it. I love it, yeah, too. Yeah, fired up about it. re-energizes it. me yeah. As we're exiting the show. Now, we're in the situation that we were in a couple weeks ago where we talked about Avengers Endgame, but neither of us had seen it yet because we were about to. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, the movie this time is John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. <laughs> You're seeing it tonight? I'm seeing it tonight. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Would you rather right now in the banter zone talk about the Raptors? No, I'd rather talk about John Wick. Yeah? Uh, because, listen, the people can follow me on Twitter. and it's they true. Want to see me And you joined me on Real Good this week. Oh, yeah, I did plug that. I did an oral history of yeah. the shot. I talked to 10 different people about their experiences watching Kawhi's Game 7 buzzer beater winner. I'm really proud of it. It's a radically different podcast from anything I've ever put together. It was super fun to do. Well, forget about me. Maybe you like the good friend
Friends Magic, maybe you want to hear that, go ahead. But Blake Murphy, the Zoobs. I mean, Max it, Kerman uh, from Arkells. Devang Desai. I mean, anyone you'd want to hear. Chat about basketball. And you too. Well, You were funny. Listen, I... I shot my shot. But uh, listen, John Wick 3. Vian Saran was the funniest, Oh, probably. my Lord. What a, a great Twitter follow, too. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm coming unglued for John Wick. I, I, I'm so excited for the, it. The Watching posters for it, even. Have you seen the oh, yeah. art that they've put out for it? The one that looks like a painted... I'm, like, I'm buying one. The I'm, purple... Uh, yeah. I need the painting yeah. one. Yeah. I need that framed on my wall immediately. I feel the exact same. So once that's on sale, look for that yeah. in Studio and, Beard. How fun. And then our, our, our apartments will look exactly the same. So until next week, we, we love, love you. you. Woo! <laughs>